Let me put on my old man glasses. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I get to my notes on, you know, after Bill's <laughs> show, I'll have to put on my Sally Jesse Raphael's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Bill, man. This his uh, his his stuff is fantastic. Yeah, isn't it? No, yeah, my God. yeah. I um just had me in tears at times. I mean, later yeah. watching some of those, just crying, laughing. Oh, and the Aussie ones they show. I forget that one. They're doing flying high again with that one. So, and he's just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <the> <laughs> like, he oh, just I'm looks dying. like a yeah. He has oh. no idea where he's at. Bob Marley and Motorhead. Killed by accidents. That's a good yeah. I I don't even think I could. I don't even think I made it through every single one. But no, or oh, there's man, the overhead. There the, the uh the shout the Isley Brothers and the shout, you know Dio, the Isley Brothers. Uh oh yeah. Yeah, I loved the uh, the Maiden, the Trooper with that Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of love. Oh. That was yeah. really good. That was just good, man. That was like yeah. good music. Some of this, I'm like, okay, I kind of like this song better than the original. Hey, Bill, how are you? What's up? I'm good. How hello, are you doing? Hello, hello. well. Hey, Bill. Hey, everybody. Right, guys, introduce well, yourselves. Sure. I'm Joe, Bill. I was the one that originally got a hold of you on Messenger and uh, oh, yeah. asked you to come on and be part. So uh, nice to finally meet you. All right. You too, Joe. Good to meet you. Yeah. I'm Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Just uh, love your stuff. I actually had, had watched and enjoyed your videos long before these guys even uh, uh brought up that you were coming on so i'm like oh that's the guy that does the matchup awesome cool yeah i've been looking forward to this (laughs) all right awesome i'm the other mark the good looking one mark (laughs) yes yeah we usually do uh we have our intro and stuff like that and and then uh we'll obviously come in introduce you and of course we don't want to we're gonna blast you with tons of questions so we're not gonna take up a whole your time, but we still That's got our own individual questions. Well, I've got three pages of questions here. <laughs> Good. What are you talking about? I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, I'm Chop Tap. And the Slunkmeister. And you are listening to Heavy. <laughs> Metal. Oh, uh, oh, tonight's show, kiddies, tonight's show is going to be a good one. We are happy to have Bill McClintock joining us. Bill, we'd like to thank you for joining us. And, and would you care to let our eager listening audience know a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for having me on. Um Yeah, so my name is Bill McClintock, and I have a YouTube channel where I do music mashups. So that's kind of my thing I do, my claim to fame, if you will. But um, yeah, so I do mashups, and I do basically um, a lot of older music, a lot of rock and roll, a lot of soul music, mix the two together. So that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Excellent. Um, You know, I guess I'll just I'll just start. We all have a lot of questions for you, and, and we're all fans. You know, there are some of these videos. I've, I've ranged my reaction from like, "Oh my god, that is fantastic!" You know, like I never would, and I can't unhear those mashups now. Like even today, I was mowing the lawn, and I'm hearing the Van Halen, Stevie Wonder, 
you know, I'm like, yeah, I think I prefer this version <laughs> um, to sometimes and just just laughing hysterically, you know, like the Danzig and Donna Summer mother, Tommy. you know, like, and I'm like, oh, my, this is like the best, the best thing ever. So, you know, I'll start with like the very basics. I mean, you've, you've obviously have a wide taste in music. Um, where did this love of music come from? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've always been a fan of music. I can remember, you know, being, I don't know, maybe four or five years old. I was real into Van Halen and David Lee Roth right around that time. Oh, I'm 40, so we're talking about, you know, 1984, 85, somewhere around there. Um, so, and I can remember listening to the song Jump, you know, and, and just and loving that when I was a little kid. And, um, you know, a lot of it was my dad's influence, too. He was big into classic rock and 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 hard and heavy classic rock that kind of stuff and and he got me into a lot of that you know Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, The Doors, you know all those kind nice. of classic rock stuff. Yeah. So I mean, definitely his influence and you know I was just kind of into it at that point. I when I was a little older, you know, a teenager started playing guitar. Um, took guitar lessons for a bunch of years. Ended up going into music you know studying music at uh, duquesne university which is oh, in cool. pittsburgh and uh you know so music's always been it's, it's been a pretty big part of my life you know and uh sorry where did the soul creep in then the soul uh, influences there you know what I, I guess when i got even a little older you know um high school probably late high school early college i got into more of not only soul music, but a lot of like funk and even disco music and that kind of stuff. I, I, I discovered that around that time. Really liked it. I mean, it's very different than, than the classic rock stuff. But again, it was older music. I've always liked older stuff, you know, starting from even like the 60s, 70s, 80s, all around there. So pretty much anything from, from around those times I was, I was into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're very different, but, you know, I... I I guess eventually just kind of came to combining the two, you know, to, to try to make something that, that sounded new, you know, creating th something that sounded new using stuff that was familiar, you know, to, to, to tracks, you know, really well, combining them to try to make something that, that uh, sounded new and different. That cool. you did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bill, one of my questions is um, now, how, how long has your channel been going for and, what inspired you? I mean, what really got you started with the, the mashup profession as far as, yeah, obviously, you said combining the two and stuff, but really, I guess what really jump-started it for you? Well, I've had my channel for four years. It's been a little over four years now. And I guess what jump-started it was, I, I mean, people have been doing mashups for a long time, you know, even before the internet. But, you know, once the internet really came about, you heard some of these things I, I you know i didn't hear my first mashup till probably i want to say around 2007 2008 somewhere around there and it was I, I taught guitar lessons for years and i would have kids who would bring in cds that had you know they had songs they wanted to learn and somebody brought in a cd with just a bunch of tracks on it and then he played something it was like it wasn't music that I was into it was like um i want to say it was wonderwall with Boulevard of Broken Dreams, if 
by Green Day. I think it was those two combined, and it was a it was a mashup. And I'd never really heard that before. And I was like, this is really cool, you know. I mean, again, not my kind of music, but just the the concept was like it's just interesting, like that you could do this. You know, these two songs are similar enough that you can combine them and and make them into one song. And you know, not long after that, I started to see more stuff just on the internet, stuff that people would put on YouTube, where they would create the mashups along with the with videos to go along with them and there were a few that i heard um one by this guy um calls himself wax audio he was one of the earlier mashup artists similar to to the stuff that i do he, he uses a lot of older music but he did one it was led zeppelin black sabbath i think it was called whole lot of sabbath so it was whole lot of love with war pigs i believe Combine those two, and it's like, oh shit, this is awesome! Like this, okay, this is more, you know, my kind of thing, my kind of music, and you know that that kind of jump started it. But then, the, what really did it was it was one by uh, a different mashup artist. He calls himself DJ Cumberbund, and he still does, you know, he's still very active in making mashups. And and he did it was um, <clears throat> Ozzy. It was Crazy Train. The vocal track from that with um, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. And the two worked so well together. And they're two songs oh. that I absolutely love. And I was like, oh, th- okay, this is the coolest thing. And it just kind of you know got the wheel spinning thinking, well, I could probably do this because I, I have that background in, in music and music technology. And, you know, I, I knew that there were things that existed where you could, you could find isolated vocal tracks or instrumental tracks. So it was a matter of locating those things you know downloading them and and having the the music files available to then to mix and and i i had just a little experience with garage band because i've always been a mac guy so i you know i've had garage band and then it was you know okay let me find two songs that are compatible and just try to get something going and it was the first combination that i came up with was uh, Steely Dan and Motley Crue. So it was Do It Again. It was that vocal track by Steely Dan with um, Looks That Kill by Motley Crue. So it was nice. that instrumental. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I, you know, this this is pretty cool. I like it. You know, I, I I did all the music. I really didn't know what I was doing at first. It was a lot of trial and error and figuring out how, how I could make it work just on the technology side of it. But, you know, I figured it out. I got it together. I also knew how to do iMovie, how to use that on on Mac, and so I put a video to go along with it, and then I, I put that on my my Facebook page. So I was like, hey, you know, I, I made this mashup, check this out, and it was just really it was well received by you know a lot of friends that I had on there, and I thought, well, maybe you know this could maybe become a thing, and I I put it on my YouTube channel at that point, and of course, just starting a YouTube channel, you have no subscribers, so it was you know. But it wasn't long after that where I, I did another one. Um, I think the second one I did was it was Black Sabbath in Chicago. So it was like it was an Aussie vocal track to uh, 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. So it was Sweet Leaf. It was Sweet Leaf. It was out there. Oh, yeah. You know. yeah, just watched that, that a little while one. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, so I did that. And I, I just made one after another after another. And I just, I, you know, I didn't have any kind of audience at that point. It took a long time for it to catch on. But I liked doing it enough. It was just, it was like a, it was this really cool, artistic, you know, musical outlet for me. You know, because I, w- I really wasn't doing anything with guitar. 
I I never I mean like I like guitar, I love doing it and everything, but I was never the kind who was the kind of person who wanted to be in a band who wanted a gig every weekend. That's just not me. I'm just not cut out for that kind of thing. And I, you know, just being a more of a behind the scenes kind of guy and, and putting things together just the way that I've been doing, that that just appealed to me much more. You know, so that's kind of how it started. Well, yeah, thanks, Joe. I think one of the most impressive things is how you find, as you know, I think I know music and stuff, but how you find these matching rhythm with, from each, you know, where we're talking from the 60s to you got Pantera, you know, included <laughs> in that or some, for example, or, you know, because it's just, it's it's amazing to me. And then also I thought it was interesting. I think that's hard enough, but how you get different guitar solos in some of your videos because some you have kk downing and glenn tipton from priest and then you turn around and have randy rhodes and he been hailing in it dime bag deer i'm like oh my gosh it blends perfectly together it's fantastic so uh, you tell us uh, a little bit about that process and how difficult that really is at times or? sure yeah and and that's i mean the hardest thing is coming up with an idea with some with something with starting with two songs first of all a vocal track and an instrumental track that just naturally work to where you don't have to do a whole lot of changing, you know, either on the vocal track or on the instrumental track to where the two just really fit together well. And that, that's something that's, you know, I mean, there's music theory that goes into it. You know, you have to, you have to know, okay, there's these two songs that are in the same key. So theoretically they can work together and they're around the same tempo, but just because you have two songs that are in the same key, same tempo does not, at all necessarily mean that they're going to work well together. You know, it, it has to do with especially the the length of vocal phrases. You know, to where you you have maybe maybe you have a a, a vocal phrase that lasts for like two bars or or almost two bars, and there's like a little space at the end of it. You know, and then there's an instrumental fill, something that happens in the instrumental track that doesn't step on that vocal, and it you have to look for a really long time to find songs that do that. And that, that is a long, a long process. And it can, you know, I could go for days just like looking and, you know, any kind of spare time I have trying to find songs that match a lot of what I'll do. And, and, and sometimes as a starting point is there's a, a website called karaoke version, which essentially it's just this, this huge database of they're all, all covers that are, supposed to be used for karaoke and the the thing that i i use the database for is their search engine and because you, you can input in information like i want to find songs that are between 110 and 120 beats per minute and that are in the key of a minor you know because you you have one vocal track where that's the case you know it's that it's in that that range of beats mm -hmm. per minute and it's in that key then you can find a ton of other songs that are compatible you know and then it's from there it's like well maybe i try this song i'll try this song try this song and sometimes get a match that way other times i'll have a, a vocal track that i want to use and i i'll um i look on apple music and they have a you know a bunch of radio stations on there mm -hmm. and i'll just go from one song to the next to the next to the next until i see wow. okay this one's in the right key and let's try this <laughs> and i found a lot of combinations just that way you know like fishing, like you know, just go over it, just wait and just be patient with it. And, you know, I, I never want to try to take two songs that like kind of work together and try to force it because then it just, it doesn't work. It just sounds too contrived, you know, 
and it, 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 if it if it's not organic, if it doesn't just sound like okay, maybe like this song was recorded this way to begin with, you know. And a lot of times I'll get that like this just sounds these sound so natural together. It sounds like it was made that way to begin with, and th- and that's, I mean, that's really the ultimate goal is to to find songs that are that compatible. It just sounds like a song. It doesn't sound like a mashup, you know. And and then the guitar solos where that comes in, I like to add variety i guess you know so you know you have a verse chorus verse chorus it can get kind of stale because it's like you know you've heard it's like okay these songs are great together you know but let's throw in this surprise let's put in this random guitar solo right here and you know again and that's that that's a key and tempo thing and that can be a, a process too trying to find something and and a lot of, I mean, it's availability. It's what, what can you find? What can you find on YouTube where there's these isolated tracks? And a lot of times it's, it's Eddie Van Halen or um, a Dimebag Daryl I've used a lot. And then the guys from Judas Priest, like you've said, yeah. used a lot of theirs. And I, cause I'm able to find them, you know, and they, and, and they work well together. So it's quite, and what did I do last? Uh, Ace Freely from Kiss. I used one of his guitar solos, you know, at the, at the end of the one that I just did with, with, uh, Steely Dan and Metallica. This is it's so much fun just throwing those in, you know, because it's like it's like you know out of left. I hear it like, hey, isn't that Ace really right? Yeah, they're going to get that. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, he's he was aware I was doing this interview, and he said, ask uh, ask Bill politely if he could think of a mashup between Ramstein and the Rolling Stones. And I said, if there's one man that could probably do it, it'll be Bill. I just throw that out there. Maybe another challenge for you. But I'm yeah. sure there's one man that could do it. I, I, I would love to use some Romstein at some point. Absolutely. An emotional rescue. <laughs> I can hear it. Because exactly. an emotional rescue has that heavy, heavy beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have to look into that. Yeah, and I get you know, I get a lot of requests. People will just you know send me a, oh, a direct sure. message on like Facebook or whatever, and it's tough because you don't know who's sending that. You don't know if they know anything about music. If they've like looked looked into this, like these are the same key, same tempo. This is going to work. So I just you know <laughs> I respond like, hey, thanks. You know, like I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I generally <laughs> don't look at. There was one request that I did though that that somebody came up with. Um, and it, it was only because I knew both songs. I already knew that they were in the same key and around the same tempo. So I'm like, I think that'll work. And I'll see if I can make that happen. And it was uh, Rick James, Super Freak, with um, Rock the Casbah by The Clash. And you know, somebody suggested that. And it was just it just kind of clicked. Like, yeah, I think that would work. You know, and I tried. And sure enough, like, that's the only request I've ever done. Because it's so hard, you know. Yeah. It's hard for me just to come up with... And like you have this vocal track and there's there's vocal tracks that I've been wanting to use for years and just can't find something like anything that'll go with it, you know, and it's it's just such a, a long, I mean, it could be a long process to try to find that perfect match. Before I had found your matchups, uh, I had come across a guy named Andy Rayfeld. Yeah, uh, you've, and he does like the death metal Conway Twitty or the death metal Dolly Parton and those things. Um, and I just thought. Never having taken those two really completely different genres and mashed them together, but it sounded hysterical, you know. And and that's the way I when I see your your videos and listen to your mashups, it's very similar in that that these are two crazy styles, you know. 
um, and then you put them together so seamlessly. And in, in my mind, before hearing your process, I was like, do you get this line? Like you said, you have these lyrics you can't find a match for. So it's that's mm -hmm. got to be frustrating. But are there are there two genres that I might mean, know you get the soul influence and the metal, but are there are there genres do you think that work better, lend themselves better to mashups? Or is it really just the structure and the similarities between just any two given song? It's mostly it's the similarities between two songs musically. Okay. And let me yeah, let me just say Andy Rayfod, I know him well. I mean, never met him, but know his stuff well. I've been following yeah. his channel for um, 10 plus years. He did the one it was the the uh, the smooth jazz version of Metallica of Enter Sandman, yes. you know, and yeah. that was that, uh, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, when I used to do guitar lessons, there were a bunch of other guitar teachers there in the same music shop. And I could just remember gathering around my computer and playing and we're just like oh this is cool. it was hilarious but yeah and so as far as like matching genres basically what i try to do is just go as extreme as i can pretty much as far as like this genre over here and this one over here just very different and but yeah it's the the you know the, the music theory the the different elements of music that they have in common you know because you know every every style of music the music is set to a certain tempo or it's in a certain key you know it doesn't matter if it's if it's jazz or if it's rock and roll blues soul music disco funk any you know they all have those things in common so it what i try to avoid is picking two songs that are in the same genre because then you you match those together and it doesn't really sound like something new necessarily right. you know right. it's when you have those extremes to where it sounds like a new track like a, a new yeah. song like, like just... slayer and wham you know <laughs> exactly. the, the christmas right i mean do you have the reactions like when you finally find that match are, are there times when you hit it and you hear it for the first time do you like laugh i mean do you like going oh my god that's just that's just brilliant that's that's it Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have yeah, those strong yeah. emotional reactions to it too? There, yes, absolutely. And there's the, the one that, you know, and I've been asked that before and I thought about it. And the one that, the, the match that, that I had that feeling the most, I would say, was the uh, Pantera and Bill Withers one that I did. So it was Use Me by Bill Withers. It was that instrumental with, uh, what vocal track was it from Pantera? Um I can't think of what it was right now, um, yeah. but they they worked so well together, and I, I you know I was actually in the same room where I'm right now, just in, and you know started to play them together, and it, I just had this reaction. My son was with me, and he was probably I don't know four years old at the time. He's now eight, you know. But I can remember saying like, "That's the feeling when you get a match," you know, and just having this reaction. And he's like, looked at me like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" You the know, church is over. Yeah, use my mouth for war. Is that that's the one? Oh, yeah, war. That's it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, this all like it's all hearing songs, almost like for the first time in a way. Like you're, you've heard them so many times, and mm -hmm. you know them, and then to hear them in a in a fresh way, uh, in a way that you never would have imagined, and it's it's such delight, you know, for a music fan, music lover. You know, all my life I've loved music, so this is there's that comic element of like the idea of putting Slayer and Wham together, but then it, then it transcends that comedy into something like almost magical. Like, mm -hmm. you know, hearing the Bee Gees and deep purple, you should be smoking like that one. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm thinking, why, 
why have I never imagined these two together? Because I've, I've kind of put everything in their little boxes, you know, and, and then with Chop Top and I would, would imagine things like, what if Paul Stanley sang for Black Sabbath, you know, back in the day, like how would he introduce, you know, these songs like, all right. We got some good-looking girls out there. And the girls want to go to a black seven, you know. And you know, that was like our version of a mashup way back in the day, you know. So it yeah. uh, there's that comedy element. But now I kind of, I kind of almost don't want to hear Black Sabbath without hearing The Temptations, you know, or without yeah. hearing, you know, I, I don't want to. I almost don't want to have them separate again. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like you point. said, it's it's hearing those songs for decades, you know, and you've only heard them one way. <laughs> so it's it's just yeah. kind of cool to mess with that because, and and I try, you know, not every time, but I, I try to pick songs that I really like, and um, you know, that I've I've loved for years and years, and just put them in context. Let's just try these two together, and it it feels like something that you you have heard before, but you haven't heard before, and it's you know, and just never imagining them being together. And I mean, that took a long time to develop that because, of course, when I first started, I didn't really know what I was doing. It was just let's try to find two songs in the same key, same tempo, you know, mm -hmm. and and it's finding that reaction from the audience, too. It's like, now, what are these? How am I going to get that react? Because, you know, when you have a any kind of social media, whatever. You want the views, you know, you want to because you're I mean, because what I do, I don't make money off of it. It's you know, YouTube won't pay me anything because I don't own the rights to any of the music. So. What's going to get a lot of views? What are people going to like? You know, not feeling like a sellout because it's still stuff that I like, you know, that I, I enjoy mm -hmm. too. But what is the audience going to enjoy? That took a, a while to find what that is, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the rat Marvin Gaye one that I that I first and that was where you know the one that just put me on the map and was just getting all kinds of views. And then I was like, sweet, this is great. Like, I have a lot of people following me now. And it was just a, you know, from that time, it was just a steady increase you know people following and, and really liking what i do and so that gave me a reason to keep doing it you know because it was kind of like waning for a little while i was like ah like this is still fun but i'm not really getting the 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 audience i'm not getting a lot of people who who are actually listening to it and giving me the feedback but eventually it got there it was just persistence you know just yeah. so i guess it kind of paid off <laughs> bill did you ever get any uh flack from any artists or anything for doing your mashups Anytime I've ever heard anything, it was, I mean, it's all been positive, you know, that what will happen occasionally. I mean, you don't actually hear from the artist, but YouTube will just send you something that says, hey, we're blocking your video, you know, and they don't say why necessarily. It's, I mean, they'll say like, You're, you've used this copyrighted material, so we're blocking your video. Now, everything I use is copyrighted material and YouTube will, I mean, it detects it. They have a content ID which detects it automatically, both the audio and the video. And it, I'll get an email saying, hey, you, you know, this is copyrighted content, so you can't monetize it, but there's no issues. It's still going to stay on, you know, and 95% of the time, I would say there's no issues. Um, but sometimes they're blocked because an artist doesn't want their stuff on there, or maybe not even the artist, maybe just the record company. And you don't know, you know, because they, they don't tell you. It's just you know, you've used this content and it's going to be blocked. Or the worst thing is sometimes you get a copyright strike. It's like the next level kind of thing. It's a video takedown. So it's not just a block, like the video's gone. They, they remove it completely. 
So all the comments that were ever on there, you know, which there's so much fun to read, you know, yeah. but you know, if one, if one is, is taken down for, and you get a copyright strike, then, you know, the, all those comments are gone. Everything's gone from it. Um, and occasionally that does happen. And the, 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 the bad thing about that is that if you get three of them within 90 days, then your channel's gone. They, you know, they, they take the whole thing down and that's it. So, I mean, I, I, there was a period of time where I had two, you know, within 90 days. I'm like, oh, shit, like what's going to happen? I think if I get one again, though, because I know that there have been people who have gotten copyright strikes and they'll contact the record company or, or whoever and just be like, hey, you know, I'll, you can keep the video down. That's fine. But will you, can, is there any way you can remove the strike? Because if I get three of them, then I'm done, you know? So I think if I next time I do, I'm going to be a little more proactive about it and reach out and, and see if I can get that removed. But like I was saying, it's a lot of positive stuff that I get from from artists. Just, you know, a couple uh, in mind. Zach Wild was one that, you know, he didn't like reach personally, but he the one I did with it was Black Label Society and the Temptations. You know, he loved that he you know he put it on all his social media oh nice i think That's i saw great. it on his instagram like three separate times like he would put it up once and then like a month later put it up again you know and and he just he absolutely loved it and so i mean that's a really cool thing when when you cool. take somebody else's music and you know they're not offended by what you do with it they just think it's great you know that's a, that's a really cool thing and the other one i mean there have been a few but the the other kind of big one um was uh nile rogers from the the chic organization mm -hmm. yeah. you know and so it was the one i did with um it was chic and iron maiden and and he really loved that same thing just you know blew it up on his social media saying like i'm a genius i'm like no i'm not <laughs> no like you are <laughs> you are yeah well because he's a producer i believe too so oh, yeah. yeah yeah so and and i so i i would assume on that level alone he would really appreciate the amount of time and effort and craft that goes into to making that mashup you know i think so i, th I think that's exactly it you know man, i have a, a ton of respect for everything that he's done songs oh, that yeah. he's written and produced over the years you know he's fantastic so that was just a huge confidence boost you know yeah even. that's awesome yeah that was, that was a good one Oh, yeah. Along those lines, another guy I noticed today, I was looking at some of the, your comment section is absolute comedy gold on your <laughs> YouTube channel. It is so hilarious. I love reading those while I'm watching the your your videos. But uh, the guy, the bass player from Alan Parsons Project, he commented on your Ooh, video. Yeah. With your yeah. 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 And he, yeah. Had a, he had a comment just saying how cool it was. And then someone asked him, well, why do you, why did he leave Dio such a prestigious gig? You know, and he's like, oh. He came back with a comment and said, "Like Ronnie kept showing up at the at dinners after while they were touring with that damn sword, and he's swinging around, yelling, uh, got a getaway or something.'" He said, "I had to quit the band after that. I said, I'm still not allowed in any Cracker Barrels on the East Coast." <laughs> but that was hilarious. Oh, some of the shit, yeah, stuff yeah. people say is is just like you said, comedy gold. It's it you know, really such good senses of humor you know most people really do some people don't or you know put some kind of stupid comment i guess they just don't get it you know i'm like i don't care you know you don't like it that's fine but you know most people see it and they they think it's 
they think it's great. And this the stuff they say is, you know, it has me cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if there's a way, any way that these mashups, you know, obviously it can happen because of copyright released on CD. Yeah, that's all I'd listen to. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> it's just pure. And I see a notification from your channel. I could have the crappiest day. And I pull up one of your videos and it just made it that much better. You're going to laugh. It's good for a soul. Awesome. Gets you laughing. Gets it, you know, it's just wonderful. My that wife and I, when we found out you were coming on, we sat down, my wife and I sat down and we're just going through these and absolutely in tears. We were sitting here just <laughs> screaming and laughing and crying and watching these videos. It was so fun. So yeah, great stuff, man. That's great. I mean, that's what it's about, you know, like I said, not being able to monetize them is, you know, is one thing, but you know, I get a lot of those comments. I mean, from you guys or you just on, on the, the YouTube channel, people saying just, you know, I had a crappy day, whatever. And was able to see this video and it put me in a good mood. I mean, that's awesome. You know, that's perfect. You know, I can't, I mean, what more can I ask for? Really? That, that's that's a great whole thing. Yeah, for sure. But your YouTube channel has like 206,000 subscribers. Um, th does that number kind of blow your mind? I mean, when you, when you look at that, that's a giant chunk of change there. That's yeah. I mean, that, that's a ton of people and it kind of does. I mean, it's, it's been such a steady thing. Like I said, for the first eight months or so that I had the channel, I had maybe 20 mashups that I had already done in that short amount. Cause when I first started, it was like, all I did was just like bang up one after another. Cause I just, I was kind of in obsessive mode over it, you know, just really, really enjoying it, really just being into it. But then, yeah. And then once I started to get some and then it was just kind of a steady thing and I, you know, yeah, it's a lot of people, and I I didn't think that that would ever be the case, you know? I mean, when I was first making them, I was thinking, where can I share these? How can I get people to notice them, and, you know, how, how can I find the people who would be into this kind of thing? And, you know, it took, like I said, I've had it for four years now, so it took some time to get there, but it's, yeah, it's awesome, you know, to have, have that mm -hmm. many people. And it's like, it, there's some pressure that goes with it, too, because there's... And there's some anxiety, like when, once I come up with a, a something and I finish it and I'm ready to post it, it's like, shit, like I'm the only one who's heard this. No one else is, I, I don't run these by anyone else before I post them. So it's like, I don't know how people are going to take it. Here we go kind of thing, you know, so that, yeah, I mean, I get pretty anxious before I actually <laughs> put them on. Well, I think the ultimate test is, you know, for any artist, if you're happy with the product, then. You know, as Stephen King says, you don't write for anyone else. You know, he doesn't write for his editor or his fans. As long as he's happy, that's all that matters. So I think that's the ultimate litmus test, you know. And then your continued success shows that people are liking what you're doing. Um, now, you have you've also have a Patreon channel, right, that you moved over to Patreon. Can you, can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. I mean, that's something that, like, I put it off for a long time only because I didn't, you know, it was, this was always a hobby. And I, you know, not making any money from it. I always thought, okay, it's it's not a job at all. It's just, you know, 100% just something fun that I like to do. I don't owe anybody anything. It's just, I like to do it, so I'm going to do it. People can watch it, whatever. And I don't know, I just thought about, well, you know, how much work would it really take on top of what I'm already doing to get people on there who want to support me? And, I'm, you know, it was it was a matter of thinking, of what can I put on there? What kind of exclusive content can I put on there? 
that people are going to appreciate that they're not going to get just from the the YouTube channel. It has to be something you know above and beyond, but that's not a ton of extra work. You know what I mean? So like I have what I decided to do was put behind the scenes videos on there. Um, so I call them like behind the mashup where it's, I, I just do a, a screen share of the software that I use, which is logic pro X. And so people can go on and they could see all these individual tracks. And I just, I talk about them. I talk about how I came up with the idea. I'll talk about why they work together and kind of what my thought process was as I was putting it together. So just a really in-depth kind of thing for people who are interested, who would, who would like to see that. And there's a lot of people who do, you know, who are really into it. And I'll, I'll post a video on Patreon and they'll, they'll comment on it. And so, you know, they enjoy seeing that kind of stuff. And then also I'll put mashups that I say like mashups that didn't make the cut. So ideas that I had that I thought would work and I start putting them together and I'm like, ah, not so much, you know, I kind of like it, but not enough that I, I think it's, terrific and that i really want to finish it and put it on my channel and there was one that i did that you know i called it a mashup that didn't make the cut because i just didn't i didn't want to finish it there was something about it i didn't really like but it was the van halen and stevie wonder one that i did just a couple months ago and you know i i put that on there and the way that i did it was i i you know as i launched the the patreon page i did a like a promo video for it that i put on my youtube channel because I knew a lot of people would see it that way. And I would just do really short clips of, of mashups that didn't make the cut enough that it was, it was like five seconds of each one. So they could hear it. And then, you know, people heard that one, the, the Van Halen and Stevie Wonder, and just comment after comment, like, dude, you got to finish this one. This is really cool. This has a lot of potential. And I thought, well, I mean, it does. But I, I'm like, okay, there's some, I'm going to have to get in here because there's a couple of things that don't work. And I'll have to figure out how to fix those to make it work and to come up with a final product and i was like so i said i'm gonna do it i'm gonna you know i i like it enough and i think i could finish it and um and that was just a really cool thing that people appreciated you know just being able to voice that like hey you got to do this and then going in and finishing it and and you know it was well received a lot of people really liked it so so that was cool and um interviews are another thing that i post on there so this interview that I'm doing is going to go on the Patreon page. Um, and it's, it's, it's three bucks a month, which, you know, I don't think it's a whole lot, you know, if you, if you want to pay three bucks a month just to go on and support me. And then there's also MP3s on there too. So if you, if, um, if you want to download all the MP3s of, of every mashup I've ever done, just in one zip file, that's where you can do it. You know, cause I do have MP3s that are on my, my YouTube channel, like in the description of each video. But the only place where you can get all of them in one shot is on the Patreon page. So, if that's not the best reason to give you three dollars, I don't know what is. In all honesty, just just to get those because then I can just I'll just put them on my computer. I'll just put them in my car, you know, and listen to those, you know, because uh, it's just addictive. It's what it is. So I'm just I was just gonna say you. I mean you you know you you can't monetize it on YouTube, but you deserve to make some money off of this. I mean. The, the amount of work and time you put into this is obvious. And this is, you know, these things are so good and so professionally done, you know, I, absolutely. Uh, you know, so, and people are definitely willing to throw a few bucks. Uh, yeah. You know, I, there's, mm -hmm. 
several people I support on Patreon because I love their content, and you know, a couple yeah. bucks isn't gonna, you know, it's well worth it. My God. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I do like one of my one of my oh, I'm good. sorry one of my other Chopped favorite up. mashups. You're talking about Van Halen and Stevie Wonder. I love the Van Halen Jackson Five one on Mean Streets. That you oh know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> great man. That's just right in the pocket. The whole rhythm, everything with David Lee, you know, going like that. It's just so yeah. fun. That was when he came to me when I, I was in the car. I was just driving to work. And I had, I originally did that vocal, the, the dancing machine vocal with a Judas Priest track. And I had it all kind of like put together almost to where I finished it. But it was, uh, I'm trying to think what Judas Priest song it was now. But it was a double time, you know, instead of that kind of like groove to it, it was more like a one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Uh, oh, screaming for vengeance. That's what it was, you know. So those were, you know, again, A minor for both of them. I mean, it was okay. It was, you know, it wasn't great, but I was, you know, I, I almost just threw that out entirely, like the vocal track and everything. But then I was, I was going to work one day and Mean Street came on. I was like, oh. <laughs> this might work, you know, because it was kind of just in my head, just, you know, I would just listen to a song and just kind of have that vocal track up there and think, well, maybe I can, maybe I can put these two together, you know, and, and, I, and they did, they worked really well together. And it was a cool thing. I, I, I like the video for that one too. Something about the video, um, just with the Jackson five, just the way they're, they're dancing and, and the way that it goes with the Van Halen track was just really cool. And there were, there were a lot of weird things where that rhythmically they just they matched perfectly like that breakdown that that eddie van halen does went perfectly with the i'm trying to think how it goes um you know whatever the breakdown is it, the rhythm of the the vocals yeah. from the answer machine was right on it was perfect you know and like that's just a really weird coincidence that the, those two would line up that perfectly you know so has, has this hobby like completely ruined your ability to just enjoy music and just chill out and listen to songs? And you, you've got to just be analyzing everything now for tempo and, you know, oh, I, you know, I've got a song I've been sitting on for three years. This will match up pretty, pretty good. There's no way you can just listen to music now and enjoy it. <laughs> you know what? I mean, a while ago, that was definitely the case, you know, because once I get into something new, I just... I'm just that type that just obsesses over it and whatever it is, you know, and that, so that was true. Like it was constantly, you know, even just sitting, you know, and, and like having a conversation with people, family <laughs> gathering, whatever. I'm like, not a part of the conversation. <laughs> I'm just there's no music on. I'm just thinking of stuff in my head. It was just, it was bizarre. But I mean, that's past. I've gotten a little more relaxed with it now. So I guess I'm enjoying music again, just chilling and listening to it. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, oh, go ahead, Slunkmeister. No, I was gonna say, as long as you're still putting out great content, we, you know, you can go and enjoy music again. Yeah, we'll yeah. let you, right? Is that what you're yeah, gonna say? Right. Yeah, exactly. We'll let you enjoy your music we'll there, Bill. We'll <laughs> uh, do you have any like any current bands or artists, metal or otherwise, that you're really into? I mean, not not to do mashups, but just that you are enjoying, like some of your favorite current current bands or music that you're listening to. Uh, or, or something new and exciting, perhaps. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't listened to like new music in general, or you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I I listen to, I I just have I haven't really discovered anything new recently. 
it's just a lot of the old stuff that I've been listening to, you know, mm -hmm. it's the stuff that I've been into, the classic rock, especially. I mean, when I'm, you know, when I'm in a car, I have, you have the serious sex on radio. So I, I have um, Ozzy's Boneyard on all the time. I have the, the uh -huh. Hair Nation stuff on and I just, that's my, my thing. I love that stuff. You know, but then aside from that, I'll have the groove on, which it plays like all the old funk stuff and dance tunes and everything. Or the there's a soul channel that they have on there, and that's you know, but nothing really new. It's just mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, I just I I like all of it. You should be able to write that off on your taxes now, right? Because you got the groove yeah. and you got the soul, you know, for your for your channel. You're um, right. Good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Why not? You know, because I was going to take this a little off off brand here just for a moment because this is heavy metal horror uh i'd like to ask if you are a fan of horror films at all do you do you enjoy the horror genre it's never really been my thing honestly okay. yeah not, not as much Nah. well that's that's okay uh you know because we are heavy metal horror but i what i was going to lead into was like had you considered taking some uh, a mashup of like horror soundtracks and bringing them into a mashup of either other soundtracks or into mainstream songs you know take the theme from from halloween and bring it in too you know or something like that because that was my dovetail into that yeah. i thought huh yeah that would be interesting i've never thought of that never considered it but that would be a cool thing especially to do around halloween time you know because i've never really done a halloween themed one but to do that you know like put that out the beginning of october or something that could be something that people would really be into so yeah that's a possibility idea right there <laughs> yeah 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 i don't want to add to like a pocket of neurosis or something to keep you from invo get involving yourself at family functions i don't, I don't want to <laughs> you know now that you're finally getting back into enjoying music and being part of the group but that, I, mean, I will say i mean i guess it would be considered a horror movie um the shining is one of my favorites mm -hmm. you know yeah i i love that and that the music in that is incredible uh wendy carlos i believe was the film composer on that one and um just the the stuff that she would put together just the i don't even know where some of those sounds came from like how those yeah. sounds are are even possible to make on instruments you know and yeah but just the the most like dissonant sounds and just nerve-wracking kind of sounds mm -hmm. that you can imagine really cool stuff in that movie absolutely yeah, then you get the big brass sounds it's kind of baroque you know, an ominous, you know, yeah. it's a wide range of taste and, and sound, a palette, if you will, um, yeah. in that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picturing like the beginning where it's just him the, driving through the mountains. It's him, mm -hmm. you know, if you yeah. ever had shot. And yeah, there's a, like the, that layered, like you're talking about, that brass sound. Yeah. You know, like stack fifths or fourths or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, just a really cool sound. And another part, it sound, what it sounds like to me is, taking like a saxophone you know not actually blowing into the instrument but just doing this and having those pads close on the instrument like over and yeah. over it sounds like spiders kind of a right. sound you know right yeah. I, that, that's i'm thinking of how they got that sound i'm not really sure but that's that's what it sounds like to me but it's 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 so cool the way that that works i think uh, you see the wheels turning already he's gonna give us a call damn you guys i can't stop doing his soundtracks um so pay yeah, attention just, around halloween everybody we got that's yeah. right that's right uh just, i'm just gonna throw out one soundtrack for you to peruse if you get a chance uh it's michael nyman the soundtrack for ravenous 
Michael Nyman and uh, I forget the other other man's name. Um, Michael Nyman also did the soundtrack for the piano uh, back in the 90s. But Ravenous is a horror comedy, more horror than comedy. Uh, but the soundtrack is awesome. So if you ever get a chance, it's probably on YouTube somewhere and listen to it. Um, it's a, got a lot of traditional instrumentation plus some really interesting kinds of, like you said, a dissonant kind of discordant kind of um almost melody is played with some of the songs were played with traditional instruments from like the mid 19th century they're played in ways to create a sense of tension as well so that's uh you know give it a shot if you don't like it that's cool but but since you can pick apart soundtracks and you appreciate them i would think i think you might like enjoy that one Give me that name one more time. I'll make a note of it. It's called, uh, it's called The Soundtrack to Ravenous by Damon Albarn and then Michael Nyman. They're the ones who co-composed the, the uh, songs. And you could listen to most of it on YouTube. It's right there. Cool. But it's, yeah, got some really great stuff and some really dark and ominous things as well. So check it out. Chop Top, would you have any more questions for our illustrious guest today? No, he's just, uh, it's, it's been wonderful having the maestro mashups on our channel and, and nice. uh, on our show. And, and uh, pure genius, Bill. Continue to do what you do. You'll definitely have our continued support. Uh, Thank you. Everybody, please make sure to check out Bill's channel on YouTube, McClintock Mashups. Support him. Check out his Patreon page. And uh, you can look for us at unsaneradio.com uh, under Heavy Metal Horror. All right. Slunkmeister, anything more? I don't think so, man. He, he, you knocked off like every, every talking point that I wanted on my, on my list here. Very thorough. That was awesome. Yeah. Cool. I, I was interested yeah, I was... in the nuts and bolts and how you, how you, mm-hmm. where you went to, how you got the various, you know, vocal tracks separate from all the, you know, the guitar and the drum tracks and stuff. Cause yeah. I'm like, how is he doing this? Uh, yeah. Did you get the masters of all this? All it's finding them. You could find almost everything That's on cool. YouTube. You know, it's, it's, just the isolated whatever vocal guitar track and it's i mean there's just it's easy to doubt there's different different websites you can copy and paste the url to the youtube video and then just download it as an mp3 and it's it's a high quality mp3 so you know the final product still sounds pretty high quality but that's the question i get more than anything is how do you isolate this stuff and i'm just yeah i don't it's you just have to find them you just have to look for them yeah, yeah ago, I, I used to make like compilations for myself of all my various bands, you know, and I love to tweak, twiddle with the songs and stuff, but it was always a problem. I was like, you know, like, man, I wish I could get rid of the, you know, drum track here so I could mix this better and stuff. And that was, yeah. but this was years ago and that stuff, I didn't have access to those kind of things. So, man, that would Yeah, those awesome. things didn't exist. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Slunkmeister was the master tweaker. I'm on my sixth. I'm my sixth maiden compilation. Um, it's almost right. It's almost right. You know, back with the dual cassette deck days too. I was right. Yeah, back in the good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Well, Bill, uh, we have just enjoyed ourselves. I, I hope you've had a, a good time with us, and yep. um, we really appreciate you being on our show, and we're looking forward to seeing you know, what's coming down the pike and yeah, get out there. Everybody support bill, go to his YouTube channel, go to Patreon. Hey, three bucks. You can download everything. And, uh, we're just, we're just thankful and, and we appreciate having you on. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right. right. Well, I am Montag master of illusion. 
I'm Chop Top. And Slunkmeister. And you've been listening to Heavy, Heavy. Metal. Metal. Horror. Horror.